0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I am joined this... Oh, my name is Stephen Sock, and I am joined this week by Brendan (laughs) and, Val. Apparently, I've been gone for a week, and I can't do an intro anymore.
1: You forgot your own name, yeah. I know! Where did you go, Steve?
0: To another dimension, clearly. Uh, What trip did you go on? We wanted (laughs) (laughs) to Anywho, um, so uh, what we're going to be talking about today is the future of beer delivery services and where you can get beers in the province. Because uh, we came across an interesting article. Originally, um, it was published back in last year, November of last year, um, and it involves 7-Eleven. So apparently about a year ago, uh, 7-Eleven was uh, piloting a basically tap room in... Uh, this seven location in Edmonton and in doing a little bit more research, we found that it was a little bit more in depth than we thought it was. So yeah, we thought that would be, be an interesting topic to look at to see. Yeah. W- when you get away from the tap rooms and get away from the uh, liquor stores, what kind of possibilities are there for, for beer and beer delivery in the province, of Alberta and other provinces as well. So I'm going to throw this over to Rob. And, sure. Yeah.
1: He's uh... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got finger guns from Brendan. Yep. Finger guns. Uh, and uh, yeah.
0: yeah. So so, what do you think about, you know, your local, you know, gas station and Slurpee dispensing place dispensing uh, perhaps solutions brewing beers.
1: Well, I thought this was really interesting because <clears throat> one, I didn't know about this article from a year ago. Uh, I just happened to be looking at our Instagram stuff today, and I saw that. Uh, uh, Snake Lake Brewing up in Sylvan Lake, there they were. It said they had a post that they were available in 7-Eleven Seven Eleven. I was like, "You can't do that in Alberta, can Yeah, do. that's weird. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> like, we live in this prohibition province. What are we doing around here?" Um, so yeah, I thought that would be interesting. But uh, I like, I, I like the idea. Like I don't, I don't see why, I don't, I don't see why it can't it has to be sold in a separate store you know what i mean um yeah
0: like you know like i don't
1: think it'll hurt liquor stores like maybe some like i think it might hurt like if, if this got really popular i think it would hurt liquor stores in terms of um like obviously the big sellers are all the ones that craft beers like to bash right like you're talking like your molson coors and stuff right budweiser i would picture li- like convenience stores carrying that stuff because it's just you know, someone's going to go in, they're going to grab a six pack. It's really easy for them to do. And it. it's, that's most likely that, that'd be the fastest mover in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, but a liquor store, you would still want to go to a liquor store for, you know, those, those like hidden gems or, or like. The...
0: Or like something that was super local. Like it's a local brewery that's, yeah, you can exactly. find them in the Seven Eleven too.
2: Or just the, the greater variety that you would get with the increased space you have in a liquor store, a store store fully dedicated to it right mm-hmm.
1: yeah so but what what i thought was most interesting about the Seven Eleven was that you're also allowed to drink the beer there so that, which means they have like a little lounge or something there that you're allowed like as a little 18 plus area where you're allowed to like i guess you could buy some of their chicken wings or a slice of pizza and drink a beer or something like that right that's not a bad idea either you know
0: yeah, that's like you know, the <laughs> the dream lunch for a lot of construction workers is to pop in, get some get some taquitos, chug a beer, and then head back to work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, not yeah. advisable. But not I not advisable, <laughs> especially
0: you shouldn't be driving. But uh, taquitos and beer. <laughs>
2: It'd be a weird sub license. They're only allowed to serve session ales that are below four percent alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, so what Yeah, what do you think about that, Brennan? Because uh, uh, just
2: before the call, you're
0: mentioning like other jurisdictions and stuff.
2: Uh, yeah, so I mean, this seems like a step closer to what you see in um, the United States. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time in Quebec, but I understand they have something similar where um, convenience stores, gas stations and stuff like that are a lot more open to beer sales and in different parts of the world you have some places where they make such a fine distinction between like beer and wine can be sold anywhere but hard liquor has to be under controlled things and and i could see alberta kind of going in that direction um, mm-hmm. having the products a little bit more like especially beer and trying to push craft beer or, or local wines much more readily available and then being a little less restrictive on the on that side of it it'd be nice to see i guess Um, The interesting thing with the 7-Eleven though is that, as Rob mentioned, it's for uh, in-store consumption as well. And I'm looking at another news article here that actually shows the interior of one of these uh, 7-Elevens. It looks like a little Tim Hortons dining area that they built taking up half the store. (laughs)
0: Oh, so it's got like the like the raised seating, stool seating or something like that? Absolutely, kind of yeah.
2: And like, pro- I think they all buy their vinyl plank from the same place, so it actually looks like a Tim Hortons. <laughs> uh, but you can see the ice cooler in the back. That's the only thing that really distinguishes it. So the the in-store consumption part of it, I wonder if that is a big part of how they uh, went about their negotiations with the AGLC in terms of getting this special license or getting licensed for this and trying to make mm-hmm. the pitch that they're more of a, a restaurant side of it and that kind of licensing as opposed to just mm. uh, like a restaurant with off-sales as opposed to like a liquor store as part of a convenience store. Um, but right. it, it definitely opens the pathway to say, okay, well, now that now that you're in there, should we start looking at other alternative places, other places where we can already sell age-restricted um products like cigarettes and gas stations and stuff like that you have people trained to to be able to identify when somebody's got a fake uh, id or stuff stuff like that can you mm-hmm. bring that out into that area i don't know I, I think it's definitely opening the door towards that um but obviously not there yet they have just reading through the article they've expanded from the one store up in edmonton to now four stores in edmonton um okay and they're they're they've stated they want to bring on another six locations before the end of the year uh but it doesn't Mm -hmm. i I wonder if they're all going to be in edmonton for now and if they're just running like a little very local pilot or if we're actually going to get this in calgary at some point
0: yeah it could be that like just because you know maybe the edmonton between the aglc and maybe the emin or the edmonton uh you know Municipal laws and all that. It was probably a little bit more easier than in Calgary. So, yeah, who who knows what the factors are, but yeah, since they were successful there, they continued uh, continued with uh, expanding because it's it's super neat. It's a neat idea because, like as you said, like in the U.S., like you go to any grocery store and you find you find alcohol sort of thing. It's just, you know, it's your Budweiser's and your Coors and all that kind of stuff, but it's all, it's got an aisle to itself sort of thing. <clears throat> and then remit, this reminded me I was out, I was down in Mexico on a family trip. And, <laughs> uh, I, I was, a, I was of, uh, of age or whatever, but we had gone to, uh, uh the local town. It was, uh, Bucerias. Um, you know, just a, a little, little tourist town, little resort town sort of thing. And had gone to one of the uh, uh, tequila stores there and had some tequila, and then, you know, it was fine. You know, there wasn't anything too special there. But on the way, on the drive back to the condo where we were staying, Michael just pulls into a gas station. And and I I, I just had mentioned to him, I was like, oh, yeah, like we didn't find tequila, where we're going to stop. And he's like, here. And we go into the uh, into this, uh, I can't remember if it was a shell or anything like that, or it was a local Mexican branded place. Uh, but they were selling tequila by the Mickey in there. And we picked up this uh, more local, like not as national brand that was actually amazing. And it was cheap. It was so, so good. Uh, but yeah, we just picked it up there and threw it in the car and drove home. And then, you know, that's what we drank that night. So having that kind of convenience uh, in in Calgary or, you know, in Alberta in general would be interesting. It would be... I don't know if I'd use it all the time, but it'd be very interesting just to, you know, stop for gas and pick up a six pack or I guess four pack because it's Alberta.
2: <laughs> yeah, The six pack is dead, Steve. We've been through this on a previous podcast. Yeah.
0: I saw uh, a couple of six packs the other day and it just made me think of it again.
2: A simpler time. <laughs> Where they are they're still
0: in circulation. <laughs> yeah. Slow, slowly getting sold out. So,
1: well, you still see the small cans when you, when they're sold in like, 12 or 15 packs right yeah like you see a 15 pack of tall cans
2: not yet (laughs) no i did see a 12 pack of tall cans the other day and i was like okay we are we're getting there (laughs) but yeah no it's
0: uh yeah something else that i think you said earlier rob is like you know your local 7-eleven might have like the local craft beer on stock there or something like that or on tap and that would be super cool and interesting just to have another avenue or another spot, where they can pick up the, the local flavor?
1: Yeah, I don't see a problem with, with having options. I mean, especially like those conveniences, they're already allowed to sell cigarettes. what's <laughs> like So that's kind of like touches on what Brendan was saying where you know they're already trained to look at IDs and stuff like that. So I mean, adding another 18 plus item to the menu is I don't I don't see that as a big deal
0: yeah as long, as long as you don't leave the store or crack a beer and then start drinking outside that's that's basically like the only like rule that it would be was like no, no, go home or go somewhere else like golf yeah,
1: but apparently they have a uh, allowance so you could yeah. you, you, you can can crack just it sit in there, there. So, yeah knock
2: and, down the six pack and then lock home
1: <laughs> which actually makes it kind of funny because you're allowed to crack the beer and drink it there, but you can't buy your smoke and have it there <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: Oh man, um, it does raise the question. I wonder how they they work their product selection and, and stock, and if it's down to the individual store managers or if it's similar to uh, what we've seen in some other larger chains where you've got to kind of get registered with their central system and then the store manager can bring you in or not. Or
1: I think that's going to depend on each place. Like, I imagine a, a chain like Seven Eleven probably be centralized, but who knows, because you got you have a you have places like Sobeys where they're kinda of centralized.
2: Yeah you get into
1: their system but then the local stores can decide what they want in the yeah.
2: store. And so especially now way. since this is a, a ten store pilot mm-hmm. out of how many seven elevens are there in Alberta. There's many. <laughs> There's many seven elevens.
1: So it could depend on where they are like it's like this this one that I saw on Instagram, like I said they had Snake Lake, which is from Sylvan Lake. Yeah. So, um,
0: well, cause like the Sobeys model is like, there, there's a, like a minimum requirement for the Sobeys liquor stores. Like they need to carry this, like this many styles of beer or this many styles that like, that's what they advertise in the, uh, in the flyers or, you know, the promotions on sort of thing. So there's that basis. But then afterwards there's, you know, depending on how big the Sobeys is, um, you know, a quarter to half of their, of their fridge space can be for whatever they want. So, so it's probably a hybrid model at the end of the day.
1: I mean, I assume that each place is going to be different. It's going to depend on the chain. Like Seven Eleven might say, Nope, everyone's the same, or they might be like allow for some autonomy.
0: Well, especially if they're doing the pilot, like they might just be restricting what they're, what they're buying right now to like the big boys. But then in the future, if they do expand it, you know, do a little bit more flexibility.
1: Uh, Yeah. yeah. Don't have full details on it, but I like, I like the idea of this. I think it's, I think it's good. I don't don't see anything wrong with having, making it more convenient to find stuff.
0: Well, the other interesting thing they said too, was uh, this wasn't the only place they were running the pilot. They were doing it in Ontario as well. Because uh, the Seven Eleven Ontario division, or whatever, they had applied for, it said sixty-three uh, licenses to uh, basically do the same thing to their Seven Elevens across Ontario. So, uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah. Again, uh, not too easy to find anything on it, but uh, yeah, they're uh, they at least did the application. But it was in the middle of the pandemic, so who knows?
1: Yeah. So I mean, if. 7-eleven can do it then i mean that'll, that'll open the door to like, independent convenience stores for being able to do that i mean maybe not because maybe i guess it depends on what the, the rules are like do you have to have that little lounge area or are you just allowed to do options right So who hmm. knows? yeah that's so maybe because they're doing both maybe there's some special exception i don't know but
2: so Ontario's a little different because Ontario did open up grocery stores to sell beer and cider a couple of years ago, and so that's that spread out quite a bit, and that's kind of a little bit of a different avenue for Seven Eleven to take. I think that's probably why they applied for sixty odd stores as opposed to trying to run a pilot like they are in Alberta. They might oh, be trying to just
1: gonna like we're just gonna do it. Yeah. Well, I think
2: well, they might be making the argument that they are they fall under that grocery store permit, right?
1: Hmm.
2: Well, and then because right.
0: Ontario was always different because they uh, it was the LCBO, you had to go to the beer store. Like yeah. there's only a certain amount of stores you could go and get beer from, which as an Albertan coming from a very very private system, going to that or to Nova Scotia too, it's like there is one store and you have to go to it and you have to just deal with whatever's there. And that's, you know, that's, that's dumb.
1: Yeah, and they all close at like ten o'clock or something like that. That was yep. thing too. Five o'clock on
0: Sundays, yeah. Five o'clock on Sundays, or actually on uh, in uh, Nova Scotia for the longest time, they were closed on Sundays uh, because it was you know a very religious area. So you had to do your pilgrimage by nine thirty on this on the Saturday
2: night, or else you weren't gonna have beer for the weekend or for the rest of the yeah, weekend. Yeah, your priest has to be on top again the sacramental wine the day before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. No, you could always tell when it was getting close to 10 because the, the student line would always sh- uh, appear outside the liquor store, no, no, regardless if you were in Halifax or in Andy Ganesh or anywhere. It was, you know, getting your last bit before it closed. Hmm. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, because yeah, the LCBO just having just the beer stores and all that it was just so weird. So it's good that they it did expand it then.
2: Yeah I'm trying to look They actually have a list Of all the grocery stores That carry beer Wine and cider <laughs> They're like Here are the 450 stores Across the province That you can buy booze at I'm Trying hmm. to let's see If there's any 7-Elevens Or anything else That Got through there But
1: I would imagine The vast majority of that Is Would be like Toronto and Ottawa uh,
2: It's all over the place Kitchener, Midland, Waterloo, Ajax, Ancaster.
0: Hey, yeah. I was going to say, have you been to Northern Ontario? The people from Thunder Bay are definitely drinking from the liquor
2: store. St. Catharines, obviously Scarborough, Ontario, Toronto, Guelph, Oakville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all, all through the province. It looks like everywhere kind of just jumped on it. Well, sweet. Yeah, mm. good for them. Anyway.
1: Hopefully Alberta can do the same. <laughs>
0: well, well, just imagine what would happen, though, like, if you, if you did that to a bunch of, uh, you know, the grocery stores in Alberta. Because, like, you know, how many have, like, the, you know, like, I'm just thinking about, even, like, the back of Cochrane. There's the uh, Safeway, and then, like, right beside it, it's the Safeway Liquor. You know, like, it's just a, a separate thing, sort of. Thing.
1: I think in those cases, I don't see why. Like, if anything, they might knock the wall down.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I know they definitely did it at uh, out east. They would have a, a gateway, where basically like pay for your groceries or pay for your wine, and then walk into the other uh, other section of the store. But yeah, that you basically see that in uh, in Alberta. Then for a lot of spots,
2: yeah, they they won't change anything that's already built. But for the the places where they don't have the liquor stores there, they might just introduce a new aisle or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, like like what Steve says, if you have like a Safeway or a SoBe's, and you got like the grocery store, and literally right beside like they're sharing a wall, <laughs> is the liquor store. Knock like, it down. They nah, might do, like, a re- I... renovation, knocked that wall down, or something. Yeah, like put that. a <laughs> put a door so, in. Yeah, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, oh, that that'd be interesting to see what effect that would have on like the small private liquor stores because a lot of them are in like um, commercial spots or whatever, where you know the anchor client is a liquor store or a, you know, a grocery store or something like that. And then you basically have like a couple of small liquor stores there too. And then all of a sudden the, the big guy is like, well, I want a piece of this business too. Yeah. It, that'd be interesting to see what that would do for competitive, uh, competitiveness and pricing. Cause with a whole bunch more competition and you know, you know, how much can you mark up your, your uh, alcohol at that point? some places uh, they they know they're the only spot in town and they they go nuts for it. So, yeah.
1: Competitive advantage.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. Well, we look forward to seeing how this uh, trial in Edmonton plays out. Well, when we're up, hopefully. actually,
0: when we're up there for Beer Fest in, I think it's March, we got to go to one of the Seven Elevens. I, I think we, I think we have to do that. <laughs> oh my god, we
2: could do a 7-Eleven beer hop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Barry to drive us, and we'll hit like three or four different ones, and, and then you can get a different,
2: different bag of Doritos at each one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I don't see the flaw in this plan at all.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a great plan.
2: <laughs> well, Barry, I hope you don't have any exams or anything in March. <laughs>
0: Well, he's gonna be a student or whatever. We'll just we'll tell him we'll buy him a six pack of beer, and he can just drive us between all the spots. <laughs> oh
2: man, that's funny. All right. Well, if anybody wanted to tell us about any other crazy pilots that we didn't know about, or any other cool ideas, or if they've been to one of these Seven Eleven beer stores,
1: actually, yeah, if you've been to one, we'd like to hear about like what do you think yeah. about that, and or even if you have any thoughts about this whole process or idea.
2: But how would they let us know?
1: No problems at solutionsbrewing.com. Nice. <laughs> yes. We're at Solutions Brewing Co. that's our Instagram. or you can hit up us hit us up on our contact page at solutionsbrewing.com/contacts.
2: And also while you're on the website, you can check out our store with all our fancy merchandise options, which I believe is still capped at three. All three um, items. That's all right. three items Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, uh, we, we got asked recently for our top five uh, fan favorites on our store, so we only have three. So that we don't know that they're always in the top five. That's right.
0: But, uh, yeah, no, we, we need some orders that are not friends or family or us. <laughs>
1: That's how it starts.
0: Well, it's how it starts. And now you, our dear listeners know that they can order online and just uh, go hit go hit that click click that button.
1: All right. So it's and, winter. There's some nice toques and hoodies on there. You guys want to scoop some?
2: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So this will be coming out on Tuesday, which is the 5th, Thursday, which is the 15th. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the 17th is the deadline for our Ginger Brew House competition. So everybody should be watching their Instagrams closely for the photographs of our three challengers submissions. um, And our voting and winning selection process. And if anybody else wants to send us pictures of their gingerbread houses, please do. We'd love to see it all.
0: Like, and I know those guys who would, like, listen to us in Australia. Like, you know, it's totally, they they got all the time in the world. They can make a Ninja house. <laughs> yes, but Garrett's they better
2: do it now because they're already in the future. So they might have, the, the deadline's <laughs> a little weird to. And I put some pictures up already of some stuff that we were goofing around with. Like,
1: my sister made the little T-Rex. Yeah, that one was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and her boyfriend made the Nagatomi Tower. How do you pronounce that? Yeah. Nakatomi. Die Hard Tower. Nakatomi Tower, yeah. Nakatomi Tower, yeah. Yeah, it worked pretty good. The tower has been demolished. The T Rex is still standing just because it's so beautiful.
2: Well, <laughs> T Rexes take down buildings. That's what Rampage taught us.
1: That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Rick, that'd be a good gingerbread house. It's <laughs> like the, the three monsters attacking something, <laughs> uh, Next year. Next year. Anyhow. <laughs> Get ambitious next year.
2: All right. Take care, yeah, right, everyone. We'll anyway. talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.